For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Volio. In most parts of the world, water is a scarce resource. As the human population continues to expand and the impacts of climate change worsen, the competition for water will only become more intense. Moen, the leading consumer faucet brand in North America, is determined to help preserve and protect the planet's most valuable resource and improve how people interact with it through a project called Mission Moen. In fact, the brand is looking to help conserve 1 trillion gallons of water over the next decade through its leading edge technologies and education. Joining me today is Mark Hans Richer, Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer at Fortune Brands Plumbing Group, which includes the Moen brand. He previously served as the first global CMO at Harley-Davidson, where he transformed the brand and improved market share through customer-led innovation. An inductee into the American Advertising Federation's Hall of Achievement, Mark Hans is here to discuss Moen's commitment to water conservation and more. Mark Hans, welcome to Beyond Profit. Thank you, Ken. It's really nice to talk with you. So before we dig into your purposeful work, Mark Hans, I'd like to talk a little bit about how your time at a motorcycle manufacturer prepared you for the faucet business. That's a great question. <laughs> they really don't connect very well, and yet they do. And, and I wouldn't have known this, you know, sort of before starting this, this journey on my, on my own. But if you think about, you know, Harley-Davidson's obviously a very emotional brand. And I think as everybody understands pretty well about Harley-Davidson, it's, it's much more, it's about much more than a motorcycle. It's, uh, the meaning behind the brand is, is a lot deeper than the uh, combination of a metal frame and a, and a seat and some and a light and a couple wheels getting you from point A to point B. And in that way, uh, Mullen is also about much more than fixtures, plumbing, as it's sometimes called. And that's because of what it actually does for a consumer and what it provides for a consumer is more meaningful because it has to do with water. And there's not much more that's more meaningful than that, even though for many people it's a fairly thoughtless experience that they have in their home because it's just so regular. And and it's the same maybe about what riding a motorcycle was like before people started to really appreciate the, the deeper values in it. So if you take that same idea of you know what's really in the heart of what it is that we do at Harley-Davidson and then you apply that same question at the moment, you get to a, a, a you know a meaning a much more meaningful answer which uh, becomes actually quite an easy comparison to make and certainly something that we've been uh, applying in our in our work at, at Moen. So the pandemic as you know right now is really showing no signs of burning itself out. So I want you to talk a little bit about the stand that Moen's taking right now to ensure that all Americans have access to water. Unfortunately, when 
many of those people lost their jobs, they also, um, you know, were, were not able to pay their bills and, uh, you know, getting their water shut off. So that's unfortunately much too large an issue for us to tackle on our own as a business, given the size of our business to be able to pay everyone's water bills or anything. But there was a bill going through Congress that was meant to help deal with some of the negative effects of COVID and try to help rectify some of those. And so we started a, some work with some other organizations to sort of help stimulate this idea that, you know, if Congress is going to pass a bill, we would we really think water, you know, suspending water shutoffs, at least through the period of the, the crisis, should uh, should be part of it. Because it only makes sense that cutting off people's access to water during a pandemic when you need to be able to, if nothing else, wash your hands is kind of counterproductive. So we created an idea, uh, a campaign called Unlock Water for All, which uh, we launched in the summertime and started uh, working with our, our partners, uh, started to uh, reach out to members of Congress and, and really try to help stimulate this inclusion in the bill. Fortunately, the bill uh, is, has been stalled, as I think everybody knows by now. So sure. we haven't had yeah. as much progress as one and wanted to, but right. at least got the word out on behalf of those communities. And, and if there are local decisions that can be made, uh, that this was an important issue. And then what we are continuing to do is we've also built some um, public hand washing stations uh, using our own uh, products and uh, and some other products from within uh, Fortune Brands, some other companies within Fortune Brands that uh, that we know distributed in some urban centers. And so we're continuing to do that and, and expand on that effort as well. So we've got a few different things we're doing and hope to have a positive impact to however it is we can. Is Mission Moen, which I alluded to in the intro, is that sort of the umbrella for all of your efforts? No, Mission Moen is really about water conservation and water quality. You know, COVID kind of got laid on top of that, unfortunately. Yeah. So that, that is, you could call it part of Mission Moen, but we don't think of it as that because we hope that this uh, COVID crisis is somewhat temporary, even though it certainly doesn't feel that way right now. But, you know, when, when hopefully when that is passed, you know, our Mission Moen will continue because that's uh, a 10-year commitment for us. So, you know, I certainly applaud you for, you know, taking a stand. And we're seeing this more and more from brands. You know, I just read a study that says, you know, business leaders are admitting that they don't really know what to say or do. They want to take a stand. They want to be courageous. They want to be bold. What advice do you have for these folks to get them over the hump? Uh, well, a couple of things. I would say it's hard to take a stand on everything. And I don't think every business should try to take a stand on everything. I think some businesses, through, through the purpose that they have, there are some causes and some issues that are much more natural than others. I, obviously, any, every business wants to be on the right side of their the consumer expectation. So being in line with the values of your consumer base is always very important for any business. And sure. I think that that evolves and businesses have to be have to be aware of how that might be shifting. But when it relates to, you know, standing up for larger causes, uh, you know, I think staying close to the consumer is a, just a good touchstone. We talk about business oftentimes in very depersonalized terms, sales and share and profit and, and um, transactions. And all these are very depersonalized. But behind all of that, of course, is uh, a consumer. Business cannot exist and cannot run without consumers. And the same goes for the needs of society. So I just think that those two things are starting to intersect where the needs of business and their consumers and the needs of society are, are coming ever closer together. And But they're yet both about people at the center. And so the more you can stay focused on the personal and the people and the consumers and then match that to what it is you actually stand for as a business, the intersection of those two things will probably provide the, the roadmap for any business to have a very legitimate path towards making a stand of things that matter most to them and most of their consumers. Mark Hans, I'm just curious, did, did you conduct research with your consumers that led you to the insight that they are interested in water conservation or is it just from, you know, maybe social listening or something along those lines? There's quite a bit of data out there with, without us having to do too much direct uh, research that tells you that about 
people want to figure out how to do that, but they really, in their heart of hearts, don't want to sacrifice any of their good water experiences. You know, they still want to have a great shower. They yeah. still want to, they want all the beautiful things about water that are out there, but they would love it if they could preserve those and also save water at the same time. So people are looking for that kind of win-win scenario. It's hard to do. That is part of what, what our mission is, is through innovation, continue to develop those kinds of opportunities that enable people to reduce their water use, but in ways that they actually feel really good about. So I want to return for a minute back to Mission Mo and your 10-year plan. Can you just talk about why the time is right for this initiative and how do you expect to fulfill your goals, which are pretty lofty? Based on just you know normally accessible data points that are seemingly increasing, water is just becoming more prevalent as an issue and a concern in so many communities. I think many people are used to the causes for access to clean water in many countries far worse off than our own. But there's a lot of issues with water use inside the United States as well. Maybe a little different than what you might find in some place like Ghana, for just using one example. But but certainly there are issues, real issues that people wrestle with. And, and a lot of it has to do with overuse of the water supply. And so we wanted to be part of that solution, but in a way that wasn't necessarily restrictive to people's good water experiences. What could be helpful to helping people make a positive difference and that we can make a positive difference. So it's really amazing better and better water experiences in every individual uh, use of water that we have a chance of inter interacting with. And um, what's interesting is when you add up all of those little interactions, right. they turn into massive interactions. Mm -hmm. So we actually did the calculation to say how much, uh, not how many faucets do we sell, not many, how many showers do we sell, we knew that number pretty well, but how much water do we serve? So we had to back into the, the water usage data and we realized it was a massive number because we have the biggest share. So when you look at it through that lens of how much water are we actually serving, and then you start figuring out how to help engineers slightly better experiences at each every each and every one of those little micro experiences, it starts to add up to really big numbers that you can have an impact on, especially over 10 years. You mentioned, you know, interactions. Tell me how your team is building momentum for Mission Moen. And I would say not only for your core audiences, but also in internally with your employees. It's naturally attached to our purpose, which is based on great water experiences. So that's good. And I think lots of times when efforts like this go awry, they're usually because they feel like sort of an, an artificial attachment onto a business. You know, something that's nice to do, of course, but not necessarily at the core of what a business stands for or what it wants to do for the consumers as well as for itself. And so what, what's great about Mission Mullen is it's so naturally in, intersecting with um, our company's not only current purpose, but historical derivation. You know, Mullen's been around for 80 years and it started by um, an engineer who tried, who in his own uh, time decided to innovate a better experience with water because he burned his hands um, in a faucet and uh, came up with a single handle mixing valve, which um, prevented that bad experience from happening. And, and that's how Mullen started. So if you go over, all the way back to the beginning of our story, it was all about trying to come up with better water experiences. And so therefore, something like Mission Mullen feels like a very natural, you know, enhancement in addition to that. And so internally, it's not hard to help people understand why we would be doing that, and, and therefore it's pretty easy for them to get excited about it and encouraged by it. The, the larger challenge really is to sort of help bring consumers along on the ride and helping them understand, you know, what this is about and, and why they should uh, why they should engage with us on it. This seems to be perfect for social, digital. Is that where you're placing most of your... It is indeed. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and again, yeah, I think one maybe one of the unique parts of this relative to other things like this is this is a 
something else. Right. I, I do think that some companies find themselves in that sort of trap where they kind of chase the, the cause of the moment and therefore they don't get as much from those kinds of efforts and the consumers are having a hard time following what is it that you stand for. We intentionally chose a 10-year lens on this so that we could get started, but knowing that we didn't have it all figured out yet, mm-hmm. but just keeping that in front of us, keeping those high-minded and you know stretch goals in front of us would, would yield surprising benefits over time and also allow the consumers an opportunity to sort of catch up to what it was we were doing and, and see that over time. So for certain, you know, social's a very on and off type of thing, yeah. you know, kind of flips, fits and starts, kind of flips through your life. But over time, the continuity and consistency of the effort, um, even through those types of mediums, we think will will have a real, real powerful effect. Because of a plan like this, you know, being 10-year plan, as you said, you know, we haven't quite figured it out. Is there some risk involved? Are you challenging your employees, you know, to take those risks and learn from them? Yes. Bringing courage and acceptance of risk into an organization is, you know, kind of feels like one of the, the missions of my own corporate existence. It's, it's what I think, you know, people need to do to help make their company stronger. Right. And it's not, it doesn't naturally come out of companies, I think, all the time. And so you need people to, to push and then give other people the license to push as well. And one of the ways you do that is by setting a very, you know, what we used to call, I think probably still call a big, hairy, audacious goal. And that's one of the ways that you can motivate people and get them excited about what they can be a part of and also how they can use their talents to be part of it. And, and this, this clearly falls into that type of type of initiative. And uh, and again, I think you benefit from it being a, having a continuity where because if, if you're in a product, if you're in a category where you have a little bit of a one product development cycle, you know, it, it, you need that kind of long-term view or else you won't, you won't get the benefit of that. I think it's really easy to applaud the do-good efforts of brands. And I think what often gets lost is the work agency partners. Can you just talk a little bit about that and how they help you bring this initiative to life? It starts in in our uh, our agency partner is Havas Chicago. And uh, we have a very good relationship with them. And they have, um, since the beginning of our our journey on on sort of uh, a deeper purpose for Mullen, have really been helpful to helping us think through it just on a strategy and brand level. And then outside of that thinking came ideas like this, which, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do in the water space, very powerful and positive. What we needed to choose was the thing that was most meaningful to the most people, but also something that we could really tangibly do ourselves. We, we did not want to have to just reach out to a, another charitable arm of, of some kind and then just give them some money and, you know, please, please put our logo on your website and then, okay, cool. Right. And they wanted it to be very real and meaningful for us. And so Havas has really helped us think with that thinking. And, uh, you know, we, they often have talked about the difference between ads and acts. And we have um, spent a lot of time talking about the difference between ads and acts and that acts are actually much more powerful. So this is probably the, so far, the preeminent example of an act on behalf of our brand. And it's more meaningful because it's an actual thing that we're, we're actively engaging on. It's not just writing a check. It's not just slapping a brand on something that's good, but it's, it's putting our, our heart and soul into it as a company and, and as a brand. And that makes it, I think, a lot more powerful. And Havas has been a big help in helping guide us that way. All right. That's certainly great to hear. You did mention, you know, nonprofits. And uh, are you working with any right now to help a advance what you're doing? No, right now we're not, no. And it's for the reason I just stated, which is that we really wanted to kind of get our own feet underneath us on this one and start, uh, I mean, a lot of the payoff of Mission Mullen saving a trillion gallons of water in 10 years is really an innovation and engineering side. And so nonprofit partners 
able to help us too much on that. Now, it doesn't mean that we might not have some associations in the future that could be very valuable to help expand the power of that thinking, but right now, we've got to get our own, our own uh, house sure. together on this mission. So, Mark Hans, I, I mentioned that your great work at Harley-Davidson, the work that you did previously at different brands, and what you're doing now at Moen. You're the type of guy who loves to push boundaries through innovation. So I was hoping that you could probably address the process that, you're, that you've put in place at Moen to encourage innovation. reaching out to these other departments, you know, to get their thoughts on perhaps some of the things that your team's working on? often hear that uh, purpose is a journey and it's a difficult, it could be a long road and especially without continuous innovation. So my question to you, is that something that all brand marketers who perhaps are just starting their journey really need to take to heart? that that would then, you know, last for a while as 
And so when you think about sustainability of efforts, sometimes it might be hard to think that way because maybe you're thinking you're only going to be in a job for three or four years. But I think that, you know, really great marketers should be thinking about whatever it is that they're doing, you know, should be so good and so well-defined that it lasts, you know, through your successor and your successor's successor. Not that they're going to accept it exactly how you set it up, but that, uh, you know, the, the core insight, the core strategy is something that can sort of carry on beyond you. And that's actually just as exciting as the, the, uh, the birth of the idea to begin with. So my last question for you, when you look back over your, your distinguished career, what lessons have you learned that you feel would serve other marketers well? <laughs> you know, I think, as I already mentioned earlier, you know, risk-taking and, and courage have, have always been a big part of, you know, my focus and what I'd like to bring to teams, because I think it makes a difference for business. It's not just because I happen to think that way, it is because you see the impacts from companies that are more innovative, that are willing to take more risks, mm-hmm. and that a risk-reward, you know, equation is real, um, and you can't get to the higher rewards if you don't take some more risks. So, I often think of those as kind of a component of entrepreneurialism, and so I often uh, use the phrase intrapreneurialism, which is you know being creative and, and being you know courageous within the corporate environment. So it's not about just coming up with crazy ideas, which I think sometimes people think of marketers in, in very cliche terms. Yeah. You know, we're we're sitting in a room with a whiteboard, you know, thinking up crazy ideas, and then we go off and we have parties, and you know that's marketing. In my mind, of course, creativity. Thank you so much for sharing them and, and thanks for joining me on Beyond Profit. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you uh, for inviting me. It was fun to talk to you and hope this is useful for Absolutely. To learn more about Moen's commitment to save water, be sure to visit moen.com slash mission Moen. That's moen.com mission Moen. Until next time, thanks for listening.